0: This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to the interview series. Welcome to the Retail Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here today with a special guest, General Manager of Foot Locker Canada, Richard McLeod. Welcome, Richard. Thank you for, for having me. And a quick word from our podcast episode sponsor. Swift is a rapidly growing Canadian same day shipping company that has partnered exclusively with Retail Insider. Learn more about Swift's scalable, best in class last mile solution by following the link in our show notes. Now, tell me a little bit about Foot Locker and its related banners and businesses in Canada right now.
1: Uh, So in Canada, we we currently have um, three different banners operating in Canada. Um, so we have Foot Locker, the main banner. We have about 120 stores. Um, kids Foot Locker, obviously to serve the uh, the kids. And um, mainly grade school and, and littles as, as well as girls. And then we have Champs. Um, so Champ Sports um, is more focused uh, on on the sport um, uh, youth uh, within Canada. hmm
0: Champ sports. And now Foot Locker just launched a retail concept both in Vancouver and then Toronto. Toronto was delayed because of our lockdowns. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's been a, an interesting journey. You know, I think that uh, at its core the the community store model as, as we call it, you know, essentially essentially it allows us to um scale our connection, I would say, to you know, the sneaker obsessed consumer, you know, both at a local and community level um obviously the retail landscape has changed uh, considerably over the last 18 months and we've obviously continued to involve uh, um at, at, at general you know at quite a pace um over the late, over the last 18 months and uh, you know for us i think when you look at the new landscape for us the role is is really community is at the heart of of the retail experience that we should be providing right and i think that that's essentially what the community store model is all about so as you mentioned we did launch um the vancouver power store and we've just launched uh toronto it's certainly been a a labor of love and and shout out to my team for for all of the hard work um launching a store essentially in a time which is uh, i don't even know how to describe it right but <laughs> it's been a pretty difficult time for everyone so um Pretty really excited that we were able to launch um, in, in Toronto um, over the last uh, couple yeah. of months.
0: Oh, yeah. no, And the Vancouver store was actually a new build. This was built from the ground up. Uh, brand new construction next to Sephora, I believe it is. In Toronto, the store was actually a Michael Jordan store. I, I got to attend the opening in
1: 2016. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, the way we're looking at it is just how we, how can we continue to elevate our stores right as i mentioned in terms of the consumer experience so the, the store we have in toronto at the moment you know obviously three three stories high um you know it's across men's women's and kids um we definitely have exclusive and premium brands from all of the the top brands as you would as you would imagine nike jordan adidas uh crocs and obviously many more but i think what separates us really is just that connection to the community as i mentioned so Uh, whether that be through localized art that we have within the store. Um, Also, that connection that our our store associates have. We have a a very diverse uh, consumer base, obviously, in Toronto, and our associates definitely match that. And then also from a product side, again, certainly a differentiator as we look to essentially integrate local brands um, into the store. So we've had some good success so far. Um, Peace Collective is one of the brands we've worked with, Get Fresh, uh, and most recently Retro Kid. um, We were doing that in connection with uh, the Space Jam movie that just came out. So we've had some really good success there. So so really, like when you look at it, the community, as I mentioned, is at the heart. And and we're able to connect both at a local and community level through a number of the things that we do um, in-store and out-of-store.
0: And have there been some um, limited edition uh, product drops recently? I I walked by a couple of times and noticed lineups, or maybe that was just because we came out of a pandemic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) of of late, um, you know, we have had restrictions in terms of um, the capacities in the store. So we've obviously been very mindful of that. I think, you know, the consumer um, health and safety of our consumers and our associates is always at the forefront. So, that is what is probably driving the lines. But uh, in terms of um, premium products, we obviously have a plethora of products, both at a, you know, a, a brand level, whether it be from Nike and our, our, our vendor partners, or through our local brands, as I mentioned. So you know, they, they are interspersed um, on a weekly and monthly basis uh, within the store and just con- continuing to keep that energy from a product standpoint. For, for consumers to come back and uh, you know, certainly be connected to the store and our brands.
0: hmm And the name Foot Locker, you know, it it does revolve more around footwear, I guess we would say, you know, shoes. But, you know, obviously there there is uh, you know, apparel and other things carried in the stores as well. Absolutely. Terrific. Now tell me a little bit about how you got into your role and what your journey was in, in the retail industry to uh, you know, become GM of a uh, Foot Locker in Canada.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I think, you know, for me it's um how do I say? It, it was a career choice at the time. I used to work for Moet Hennessy um, in the wines and spirits industry for, you know, about eighteen years, and then I needed to. I looked at my career and said I needed to diversify. So I, I was very fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to be the VP of marketing for for, for Action. Um, that was in twenty nineteen. Um. You know, we did some great things on on the banner, and then I was promoted uh, at the end of that year to be the VP of Marketing, um, brand marketing as well as digital and e commerce um, for Footlocker USA. And then clearly, I'd done something right. So I was I was uh, I was tapped on the shoulder by our, our president, Frank Bracken, who uh, gave me the opportunity to be the VP GM for, for Canada. So I've certainly been um, blessed and super thankful for the opportunities that I've had to to continue to build the the business in Canada.
0: And when did you come into the role as GM uh, for Canada?
1: Um, 20 November, 2020. So at the end, well, not even at the end, like end of 2020 in terms of the pandemic, but uh, certainly during the pandemic time. So, uh, It's an interesting time given the fact that uh, of all the lockdowns and just stores closed and and all of the kind of things that we had to deal with. But, you know, still, you know, you adapt and have an amazing team and we've been able to do some great things together in that time.
0: Yeah. And I mean, speaking of the pandemic, uh, did anything special happen with uh, Foot Locker in terms of, you know, well, I don't even know if it'd be special, but it would be, you know, a, a bit of a workaround, you know, such things as curbside pickup or delivery. Tell me a little bit about maybe some of the learnings and what was happening during the course of the pandemic as parts of the country were locked out.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think, you know, for us, we, we're fortunate uh, in terms of we look at our business through an omni lens. So essentially store plus digital. And again, the the, the stores are extremely important to our business, but at the same time, we were able to really pivot and start to drive our digital business um, through footlocker.ca. So that that was uh, probably one part of the equation. But as you mentioned, we're also, we just recently launched um, uh, and we're extending actually um, call and collect. So essentially call and collect allows the consumer to call the store, A dedicated person will answer. You can make the order online, pick your sizes, apparel, footwear. Um, They'll put it aside for you, and then you can go to pick a time and then go to the store and pick it up. So, again, if you think about just trying to provide just levels of convenience for the consumer during a time where stores were closed, that was just one of the ways in which we were able to uh, deliver against certainly a need during that time.
0: Yeah. And was it difficult to, you know, say get shipments of products? I've, I've spoken to some retailers that have said that, you know, getting things over the border, etc. I mean, this is such a unique, different time. There have been some challenges. Yeah, I think I think there's been challenges
1: for everyone, you know, so we're, we're all in the same boat as it relates to some of those challenges around shipments. And, you know, I think that we're in good shape as it relates to just having a selection of inventory that, you know, meets the the needs of the consumers and we just manage through it. Right. I I say a lot to my team, you know, uh, just manage the, manage the controllables. Right. So can't, can't sell what's not there, but uh, (laughs) we just manage through and when it comes, we'll sell it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was an unprecedented time and (laughs) so many, you know, I think retailers really have I don't want to say struggle, but actually had certain learnings. Were, were there any sort of, you know, even positive learnings? Things that were taken away for the future. You know, whether or not that's an increase in e-commerce or, or otherwise.
1: Yeah, I think in, e-commerce certainly did have a uh, a spike, um, and just a natural spike given um, the fact that our stores were closed. Right. So, I think that was probably the biggest learning. I think that, you know, just just being very mindful of. Uh, products that consumers wanted i think if you look at consumers were at home so cozy is still a big trend right with all of the consumers broken from home so you know more sweatpants and you know fleece um were certainly driving a lot of the business during that time you know more comfortable footwear you look at you know whether it be crocs or you know just more comfortable footwear to try to wear in the home right and then i think also on the other side of the coin is you know people took up running right so like you know running was having a, an influx in terms of sales as well so i just think that we just have to be ready and uh to adjust to consumer needs based on the ever-changing environment of uh of the consumer that needs but then just in general the environment around retail
0: no oh, absolutely and uh now, do you think we'd see any more of these um, community power stores uh, for Foot Locker opening in any any other markets in Canada, or is there any sort of a vision yet that you can share?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, as I mentioned, just being connected at a local level and community level is at, at the heart of everything that we we do from a community store standpoint. So, certainly have visions for for Montreal um, and looking at opportunities there. But then, what are the other areas within? Uh, Vancouver, as well as, um, you know, Toronto for us to be able to have a meaningful connection with the consumer. So certainly looking to expand uh, the number, you know, will certainly be discussed, but uh, not there yet in terms of total, but certainly we'll have expansion over the next two to three years.
0: Mm. And I never actually, I should have asked this question earlier. And because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to travel to, you know, check it out. But um, are there any of these stores in the United States, the the community power stores, or is this a uniquely Canadian concept?
1: Yeah, no, it's um, you know, it's definitely a global concept. Um, you know, the ones that we have in Vancouver and now Toronto essentially comes off the back of some very successful openings that we've had in Detroit, uh, Philly, um, New York, Compton, but then if you go further afield, also Liverpool in the UK and then most recently Hong Kong. So again, just in terms of uh the community power stores are a, a global concept. Um so you know, we, 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 certainly have them, uh, broader than just Canada.
0: No, that makes sense. <laughs> um, now in general, in terms of Foot Locker in Canada, do you see any growth opportunities or is there any sort of uh, as we go into 2022 and beyond, do you have any sort of vision you can share for where things might go?
1: Uh, in terms of stores or it, from, from what viewpoint?
0: Or oh, even stores, uh, or, you know, otherwise in terms of an integration of e-commerce uh, and, uh, you know, tech, uh, we With retail insider, we do tend to focus a little bit more on physical stores. And perhaps that's because, you know, I grew up when there was not internet to study in the early (laughs) early days. So for me, I still sometimes see retail as physical. But, you know, it's of course, it's now online too. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: No, again, I think, as I mentioned before, I think the Omni experience is important. But again, from from a store, physical store standpoint, you know, we're going to continue to look at driving and being more efficient in terms of, Delivering against men's, women's, and kids, right? I think that there is a, a huge opportunity against all families of business, as we call it. And um, you know, just we we just need to continue to look at, you know, whether it be space, whether it be, you know, assortment, whether it be the brands that we bring in, just to continue to evolve a, and grow all families of business um, uh, within the marketplace. I think there is a, a marked opportunity if you think about the fact that a lot of stores, even just Toronto. Um, Has had stores closed for for a long time. And and what we're seeing is, you know, that that demand is pretty high right now, you know, and across all uh, both footwear and apparel. So, you know, we know that with the demand is there and as we kind of go into uh, back to school period, our stores are going to be definitely a a huge part of how we grow the business, uh, not only in the short term, but for the long term.
0: Is there anything else that we should mention about Foot Locker in Canada right now?
1: Um, you know, I think that uh, I would say that, you know, while stores are open. You know, we're excited um, to have consumers back in the stores and to, you know, to uh, serve our customers. And I think that, uh, you know, we're looking forward to the back to school time frame. So, yeah, it's this exciting time. We're, we're energized. Our teams are are in good shape and and, and ready to uh, to welcome everyone.
0: Terrific. And I guess back to school is around the corner. I just looked at the camera. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't indeed. have kids, so I... <laughs> terrific. Well, thank you so much. This has been Richard mcleod the general manager of Foot Locker Canada. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I appreciate it, Craig. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This is the Retail Insider Podcast, and I'm Craig Patterson. Thank you and bye for now.